Hey there, welcome to the Lighthouse Church Sermon Broadcast. This is the sermon that would have been preached uh, in the congregation on Sunday the 29th of March. The title of this week's message is Taking Hold of the Good. Taking Hold of the Good. There's no denying that we are living in a very difficult season right now. A global pandemic has killed thousands of people worldwide, and it has put us into an emergency lockdown situation to try and stop transmission of the virus. In times like these, if we look at our circumstances, we can easily become stressed out and fearful. So we learned last week that we do not need to fear. Jesus has all authority over everything and everyone. Jesus is in complete control, and nothing can come near us without His permission. This is not to say that we should be reckless and put God to the test. You and I need to be wise in the way that we live, and that's why we've taken the precautions that we have. That's why we're locking down with the rest of the nation. As we met to pray last week, God gave me a fresh perspective on this season. Even as people of faith, we can still fall into the trap of focusing on just getting through this. Feeling the pressure of the situation, our goal can become to simply survive the season until things get back to normal. But as we prayed and listened, I was reminded of Romans 8 verse 28. Let me read Romans 8 verse 28 from the NIV translation. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Let me read that again. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Many of us know that God has good plans and purposes for us. What we may not know is that God works these good plans and purposes in all things. In other words, in all manner of situations. And some of these situations can be extremely difficult. Some of these situations may not look at all good. But we have this assurance. God is working for our good in all things. He's working for our good in the tough times as well as in the easy times. Now, when, it, when everything is going our way, it's easy to recognize that God is working for our good. But when things don't go our way, this can be much harder to see. Sometimes we look at our situation and honestly, we really don't like it. This is not what we want. This is not what we asked for. This really does not suit us. And when this happens, we may conclude that God is absent or that he's now against us. Because he is not fitting in with our plans. Friends, we need to remember that God has no obligation to fit in with your plans and my plans. You and I must fit in with God's plans. And his plans are good. We have to stop thinking about our plans that are being frustrated. And start asking God to show us what his plans are. 
In this season, I believe that Jesus wants us to lift up our gaze above the pandemic, above the lockdown. He wants us to look to Him and to ask Him to show us the good thing that He is doing. I am convinced that Jesus is giving us new opportunities in this season. Opportunities to do good. Opportunities to advance the kingdom. He wants us to recognize these opportunities and he wants us to take these opportunities. Dear friends, our goal must not be to survive this crisis, but to take hold of the good in it and to see the kingdom advance in the midst of it. The Bible urges us to take these opportunities that God gives us. Here are two examples. The first is found in Ephesians chapter 5 verses 15 to 20. Ephesians 5 verses 15 to 20. Reading from the NRV again. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The foolish way of life is to live carelessly, not seeking God's will, but chasing after our own pleasure. The wise way of life is to think about what we're doing, to seek God's will, and to make the most of every opportunity that He gives us. We do this by looking to the Spirit of God and to the Word of God instead of our own thoughts and feelings and desires. The second text is Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 to 6. Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 to 6, also NIV. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation always be full of grace seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everything. Our mission is the Great Commission. Jesus has called us to be his witnesses and to make disciples. So we need to pray for doors of opportunity. Then we need to recognize the doors that God gives us. And then we need to walk through them. We need to make the most of every opportunity. And we must know this, that these opportunities often come in difficult situation. Both passages that we have just read were written by Paul while he was a prisoner in Rome. Difficult situations can present great opportunities for ministry. Think about it in our present context. People are more likely to think about their eternity when there is a very real risk of dying. We have an opportunity to speak to them about their eternal destiny. And people are more likely to think about the poor and the unemployed 
when many jobs, possibly theirs, are at risk. We have an opportunity to speak to them about the value of helping others and about life skills such as wise spending and saving. So, difficult situations are actually full of ministry opportunities. A man called Charles Udall put it like this, In life, you will always be faced with a series of God-ordained opportunities brilliantly disguised as problems and challenges. Let me say that again. In life, you will always be faced with a series of God-ordained opportunities, brilliantly disguised as problems and challenges. The early church was a great example of this. Uh, I'm going to read from Acts 8, in the first nine verses. Acts 8, 1 to 9, NRV. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Think about it. When, when the great persecution broke out, I can imagine that many believers were not at all happy about it. Saul had gone on a rampage of persecution. He was imprisoning anyone who declared Jesus as Lord. So people ran for their lives. They left their homes, their farms, their businesses, their communities, and they ran. This was a terrible situation. This sounds like things had gone horribly wrong. But actually, God had a plan. And He was working it out. The persecuted disciples were scattered all over the region. And we read in our text there that they preached the gospel wherever they went. The situation was terrible, but God worked enormous good through it. Before the persecution, the gospel was only being preached in Jerusalem. After the persecution, the gospel was being preached throughout the region. Far more people were being reached. Before the persecution, most of the preaching was done by the apostles. After the persecution, most of the preaching was done by disciples. Far more people were reaching out. Before the persecution, Philip was a deacon who was helping to run the Jerusalem feeding scheme. After the persecution, Philip was an evangelist with a powerful ministry in healing and deliverance. This was an incredibly difficult time. But wow, God worked powerfully in it for the good. As we continue to read through the book of Acts, we see that Paul had a wonderful apostolic ministry. He traveled all over the known world and saw churches planted all over. But then he was imprisoned. 
This must have seemed like the end of his ministry. All freedom to travel had been taken away from him. You could say he was locked down. eh? But when Paul was imprisoned, he wrote some incredible letters that we now have in our New Testament. Many would have thought that writing letters to churches was not nearly as good as visiting them in person. But these letters ended up touching millions of lives. They still do today. His imprisonment, his lockdown, must have been deeply disappointing to so many. But God worked for the good. Friends, the COVID-19 or coronavirus pandemic is a horrific situation. But God is in control. And God has a plan. And if we will take a closer look, you and I will find that hidden in our situations are opportunities for the kingdom of God to advance. This challenging time can actually be like a gold mine full of opportunities. Let's mine that gold. Let me get practical. Here's a common opportunity that we all have. The pandemic and the lockdown has spread a great deal of fear all over. We will surely connect with people who are afraid. As we chat to frightened people, We can ask them what their fears are. And then we can share our reason for peace. In other words, this situation is an incredible opportunity to point people to Jesus. The lockdown is also full of opportunities. Instead of sermons being preached once on a Sunday to a single group of people, sermons are now being shared over the internet. The immediate goal is to reach the congregation. But as these messages are being shared on social media, people all over can now hear this message. Just as an example, my first YouTube upload was commented on minutes after I uploaded it by a person I do not know in Canada. Some people find the thought of walking into a church meeting terrifying. But they are far less afraid to watch or listen to a message online. So you and I have another fantastic opportunity to reach people who would not have come into our meetings. Think about some people who you would like to invite to church. Send them a message or a link or an audio or video file saying, This really encouraged me. I think it will encourage you. They never came to the meeting, but they have now heard the message. Another opportunity we're we're offering is the 21 days in John challenge to read one chapter of John every day of the lockdown and to then share something that strikes you with another person. After 21 days, we would have read through the whole gospel of John and we would have shared a God-inspired thought with somebody 21 times. Lockdown will bring most of us just a little extra time to read and to listen for what God is saying. What an opportunity to grow as a disciple by learning and to grow as a disciple maker by sharing. If you're on WhatsApp, those of us on WhatsApp can even form virtual small groups. We can share what we are learning with a group of friends. By the end of lockdown, we could have a whole bunch of new small groups. These are just some things that I'm seeing right now. I am confident that God will show us many more. 
So I urge you to ask God, what opportunities are you giving me over this season? Let's ask. Let's listen. Let's make the most of every opportunity that God gives us. Let's take hold of the good.